Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Oh yeah, it is Monday again. I hope everybody had a happy and safe holiday yesterday, uh, July 4th. Oh, always a fun holiday, uh, a holiday that, you know, people tend to have some alcoholic beverages and act stupid, but uh, it is a holiday to celebrate, uh, to club together as Americans and, uh, you know, and have a good time all together. So, um, yeah, I hope, hope you guys were happy and safe. I know Granny had quite the experience. She was telling us off the air. Uh, if she has time, she can explain a little bit to us on the air. Uh, and, in fact, maybe if, if she really wants a solution with the amount of people that listen to our show, somebody might hear it and she might get what she wants on the air. But that's up to her. I don't want to put her in that well, you know, sometimes we just have to, uh, you know, let uh, everybody know what's going on. Uh, real quick here, we want to thank uh, Ken's FM, uh, kensfm.com. Uh, we'll be carrying our show starting in August. Uh, we also want to thank Bad Diesel Magazine uh, for uh, uh, their sponsorship. And uh, we'll just start, start running uh, commercials for them as well. And also we definitely want to give a major, major shout out to um, uh, the official, well, I guess you could call him the official uh, ring maker of the show. And uh, it's, uh, it's, um, it's awesome what those guys do. And uh, uh, so if you want to check them out, you always want to go to their uh, website. And just so I get the right website name, it's gameday.global. 
where they have custom-made rings. They have uh, rings made of your favorite sports teams. Uh, they're working on getting um, uh, licensing for college sports teams. Uh, they can make special custom rings for events that you have coming up. So make sure you check them out and uh, always tell them that Attitude Era Live and the Icon sent you. So, yeah, make hmm. sure that you uh, check that out. So there you go. <sighs> so how's everybody, uh, how's everybody's long weekend? Well, I came home. I, I left... Um, Saturday to come home after the convention. We left that Saturday morning and we got home about nine thirty, quarter to ten Saturday night. So I was ready to come home. Convention was good. A lot of a lot of people. I got to see a lot of friends I hadn't seen in a while. Made a lot of new friends, you know. It was pretty cool. So Well, you know, it's always good to uh, it's always good to make friends and uh and uh, you know, some of those friends you only get to see once a year. Some of them, you know, uh, takes a lot longer than that. But, uh, you know, we all have well, see, last year, you know, last year, guys, we didn't get to have our international convention live in Milwaukee. We had to do it virtual because of the pandemic. So it was really – a lot of people were really happy that we got to have our convention live this year. Mm. I bet. And – um, you know, it, I, I'm just glad that we're allowed to do a lot of different things this year. I think it's things are slowly, you know, getting back to normal. And, you know, if it's, uh, you know, allowed to happen, it, things feel more like normal life now, regular life. So uh, I'm glad for that. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, the whole Zoom thing was getting annoying. <laughs> Well, you know, I think I think we're, uh, you know, it, you know, it took a little while, but I think we're starting to uh, turn the corner on this, and we haven't Hopefully. turned it already. Uh, but uh, you know, there's a lot of places now where you can go where you don't need a mask, and uh, you know, people are well, getting back. Well, we're fully open. And, uh, we're fully open. I mean, our, our banks, banks and restaurants and stuff like that, like the like the tellers and the servers and stuff, will still wear them, but the customers are not required to. Um, but there are several places as well that, uh, you know, they they still, you know, that they, they still want you to, you know, who it is and everything. Because a lot of places are at business discretion. But for the most part, for the most part, what I've seen and experienced up here is, um, is that it's pretty much over in terms of New York. difficult. So, I mean, you know, it's, you know, you're really breaking up there. We can't hear you. Oh, I said if there was ever a state that would still make us do all the mask stuff, it would be New York. I mean, they're very, they're the last state to really do anything. So, um, the fact that we're so wide open now is really good. And you guys up there in North Dakota oh. are, are you guys up there in North Dakota have have come to Florida, right? Uh yeah, but uh you were you were breaking up there really bad, but uh I, I got the I got the gist of what you asked. Yeah, I mean we're uh 
you know, if you're, uh, you know, uh, masks are not required, but, you know, there are some people that still wear them, you know, which is fine. But, uh, you know, there's not a big uproar. And, you know, I mean, you know, the whole the whole mask thing, it was a smart idea. It was for our safety. And, you know, we don't need to get into, uh, you know, people being stupid, not want to wear a mask because, it, you know, it goes against their rights and everything. That's not what it was about. It was about safety, if anything. Yeah, Big Swing, I can't even hardly hear you. I don't know what's going on, but I can't. All right, hang on a second. Let let me fix the mic thing. Hang on. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to see if I I can get get a different mic here. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, uh, you know, Granny, we're kind of, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, everybody's uh, been uh, talking live about the uh, meet and greet and, uh, uh, you know, our live show next August. And, uh, uh, you know, that's why we planned it, you know, because we know that you got the thing going on the third week in August. That's why we're having the second. And, uh, you know, the the fact that uh, Granny Hulkster could be ringside and then Sylvester J. Fox could be coming out and looking at Granny Hulkster and say something to Granny. Everybody's wondering what could happen with that situation, you know. Well, you I never mean, know, fans. You never know because Granny because, uh, there's a lot of people, can always have a surprise up her sleeve. <laughs> there, there, there is some. There is some. There is some people that are saying that Granny Hawks is all talking wouldn't say anything to any of the heels on ringside. Oh, they, that I well, that I would not say anything okay yeah. whoever you people are whoever you people are that are saying that i'm issuing you a challenge if you would like to call into our show and ask me some questions i guarantee sylvester j fox gets in my face i will tell him what i think I will talk. I I can talk the biggest smack to Sylvester J. Fox, and I will be sure I can put him in his place. So whoever you people are saying that I am just going to sit there and not say a word, you don't know the history of Granny Hulkster very well. Well, well, Granny, I mean, I, I, am, I, mean, I am I am there. I may not be very well known in Fargo, North Dakota, by a lot of people. But I am very well known in other states that I have been at for wrestling shows. You ask any wrestler that knows me personally, and they can exactly tell you what Granny Holster is all about. Um, Granny, can you hear me better now? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. All right. Um, I got two numbers on. Like, um, um, I have. I'm assuming. That one of them is our guest, um, based on the the area code. Uh, it's from the great neighbors to the north. Um, but we have a second one on, which is a um, Pinellas County, Florida. So is that supposed to be a second guest, or is that maybe a caller? I always try to screen these calls, you know. Well, our uh, our first guest is seven two seven. I don't uh, five one four. That's Montreal. Five one four is Montreal. Correct. 
Okay, well, I know that our guest is calling from 727. Let's check Montreal first, and we'll go to our guest. Uh, yeah, 727 is on with us, so um, I'm going to screen this call, so I don't know if it's live or not, but uh, Montreal, Quebec, what's going on? Hey, this is Alex Robertson. How are you guys? Good. Uh, what's, your, what's your question? I was I was told to call into the show. Okay. Uh, damn, that's right. But you're not for Hi, another Connie, hour. Did you mess up scheduling? No, I did. <laughs> you're not for another hour. Uh, can you? Uh, do, do you want to? Uh, I've not got a confirmation from our second guest. Can you hold during our first guest, and then we'll go to you early. Uh, sure. Yeah, I can hang on for a few minutes. I just I can't. Uh, I don't think I can do the next hour. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, here's what we'll do then. We'll have you hold, and then we'll do our first guest, and we'll have you make our second guest for the 945 slot, okay? Uh, okay, sure. All right, so we'll put you on hold, and we'll come back right We'll come right to you, okay? I call you're okay. killing me with this, with this timing and scheduling. Oh, my goodness. All right, 727, we have our first guest on then, and uh, if you want to yell at the icon, uh, please, please go ahead, by all means. Ladies and gentlemen... Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. From the great country up north, she is what every female Canadian wants to be like in the entertainment industry. Ladies and gentlemen, she has got so many titles that any wrestler would be dealt. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Green Jericho. Well, hello, everybody. It's actually Janine Jericho, but hi. Yeah, <laughs> icon. How Kill are me. you? That's okay. My Facebook actually says Green Jericho because it's my legal name, but my stage name is Janine Jericho for anybody who's finding me on Instagram or other social media. Okay. So uh, here's what we're going to do then. If you want to give us a little, quick little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll go. Uh, we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tough questions. Ooh, that sounds great. Okay, well, I'm Janine Jericho. I hail from Vancouver, Canada. I have moved down to the States three years ago. That's when I got my work visa and started to tour down here. And um, I'm an international showgirl in the adult entertainment industry. So I do aerial acrobatics, breathing fire. I've got 10 different epic theme shows like Transformers and Star Wars, that kind of stuff. And I perform everywhere around the world. So uh, you have uh, you have several titles uh, as well, don't you? Oh yeah, I've got over eighty titles. Uh, do you have a favorite title? Because I, no. I I can let you know what my favorite title of yours is. <laughs> a favorite title? Ooh, I don't know what my favorite title would be. To be quite honest. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me. Uh, uh, we have. I've got. Uh, we I have don't know. Jericho on with us. We have. Uh, uh, well, we have about 30 minutes. Uh, uh, I wish it was 30 years, but anyway. Uh, anyway, cause she's def- she definitely makes my life uh, being on the show. But uh, I'll tell you what my favorite uh, uh, my favorite title of yours is, and then you can tell us how you got that. Uh, as okay. If, uh, the explanation wasn't up. Uh, actually, uh, my favorite is the fact that you're Miss New Canada 2020. Uh, Yay! So, uh, <laughs> So tell us how you got that title. Okay, well, 
as you all know, with COVID, everything had been shut down and locked down. And usually with Miss Nude Canada, they have uh, a showgirl competition, so the best show wins. You usually have the best feature performers around Canada competing for this title. But due to the lockdown, it was an unconventional year. So I guess after um, they did want to crown somebody with the title of Miss Nude Canada, and after just looking at my track record, they just figured I would be an excellent ambassador to give the crown to. So they asked me if I wanted to be the ambassador for Miss Nude Canada for 2020, and I eagerly accepted, because that to me was um, just very honorable and you know, to actually be recognized from my my Canadian industry people in that manner was actually quite profound. Um, we have uh, Janine uh, Jericho as our guest here. We have uh, uh, 28 minutes. Now, uh, I'm sure you're familiar. Well, may, well, I'm sure you are. Maybe you're not. But uh, you know, with your last name uh, Jericho, uh, does anybody <laughs> ever ask you, "Hey, are you related to that wrestler guy?" All the time. And the fact that we're both from Canada, and people have said we even have a similar kind of look, so I get that all the time. But we're both superstars with superstar status, so I think we both carry the name quite well. Except for it is my legal name, so it's not just the stage Well, name. You, know, you, know, you know, the thing about it is, uh, and our fans will say that... Uh, um, uh, that uh, I'm saying this just because you're on, but you are my favorite Jericho. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and the walls came tumbling down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Janine Jericho is our guest here. Um, we, uh, I know that, uh, uh, we, you know, we have, uh, we have our, my two co-hosts here with me. We have uh, Granny and we have uh, uh, Big Swing. Big and Swing. I know that... Uh, yeah, uh he well yeah, he's a golfer and he's a hockey player and uh he uh he used to be a great softball player until he struck out which uh took out his uh nickname Big Swing because it was more like Big Strikeout, but anyway we can talk about that <laughs> at another time. you tried. You tried, Icon. I'll give you the credit on that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna do a little round, we're gonna do a little round table here, and then we're gonna come back to me. I'm gonna ask you the tough stuff. So I uh, hate I golf. know that Granny might not have a few questions, but uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest, uh, Janine Jericho, Miss Nude Canada 2020? Well, first of all, I hate golf. Um, secondly, <laughs> uh, so it's funny you have a seven two seven number. I actually have a place in Clearwater, um, in, in which is down in Pinellas County, which is. So your your area code uh, that you're coming to is from. Um, do you do is that like now your your home base quarters? Do you do a lot of uh, majority of your performing down in the Pinellas County area, or is that just where your residence is? Um, no, I actually bounce back and forth between California and Florida, but with all of the lockdown situation, it has had me in one going back and forth to one place, place. Yeah. Is Canada yeah, like still state, you know, is Canada still pretty locked down? Canada's still like stricter oh, yeah. than here, Canada, right? Canada, yeah. Canada's like China does right now. <laughs> oh wow. Huh. Oh yeah, it's, like I mean, they're just starting to lift the stay-at-home orders in some places. Huh. 
I actually, I actually have my best friend Justice, and she's another feature entertainer. She's visiting me, and uh, she came down, and she had sensory overload because she was just used to looking at the same four walls in her place, you know, for the last over a year. And down here in Florida, we've been reopened for over a year, so everybody. Oh yeah, you guys. I think you were like were around the first ones to open, I believe. Yeah. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah we reopened last June. So yeah, she came down lives, here, and she, she was just like an um, amazement. Well, my, my brother lives in St. Pete, um, and he's uh, he's like, yeah, it's crazy, it's this and that. I mean, I'm up here, the studio is, is based out of New York, and, uh, you know, we're always the last state to do everything. So I, I was a little shocked uh, that we're still wide open here for the summertime. But, uh, yeah, Canada, the only reason I was wondering was because I – um, I was watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, and um, and the uh, the um, Montreal Canadiens, all the Canadian teams were playing games with no fans, and the American teams had fans. I so know. I was like, oh, they must still have all and that. And down so. here in town, yeah, down here in Tampa, I mean, everything is like fully opened. I mean, they had you know the Super Bowl and WWE and all of these things have been yep. running. So you guys yeah, are about to win another Stanley Cup too. So um, when when you so so what so I guess the main the main two questions would be what uh what what made you want to get into being an entertainer what what drove you when you were younger to to say hey you know what I want to travel I want to be an entertainer I want to uh you know do this this and this and get my name out there and and part B to that question is out of everything that you've done if you had to list a favorite thing um, that you've performed in what is it like if I had a favorite club that I performed in, or do you mean like as far no, as the favorite like thing that you've done, done like all, out of all the different things you've done and all the events you've been in and accolades you've won, what has been your favorite thing? And, and be, you can't say being on the show because that's too easy. I was yeah. just gonna say talking to you know the icons. Yeah, and, and you can't pick icons becoming this candidate. I'm like this is this is ultimate. This is my ultimate <laughs> dream. <laughs> um, well, how I've always been um, into performing, always. Like music is my passion, my number one passion. Then I okay. started off dancing, writing songs, singing. I had an all-girl group at one point. So, I mean, I've always been in front of an audience and an entertainer. And then I moved into dancing after moving to Vancouver. And in Western Canada, um, when it comes to the adult entertainment industry, all the girls are showgirls. So all the girls put on big feature costumes, and you put on a, a show. And I really loved that coming from a dance background. So that was just, yeah, something that I ended up gravitating towards and being successful in right away. So, yeah, that's how that got started. <laughs> then I started have touring you, the world and you know, that sort of Have thing. you ever been in New York? I have. I went to Sapphire in Manhattan. Okay. Have you been to like the Radio City Music Hall though? Have you seen like the the uh, Christmas show, for example? No, I have not. Ah, okay. Yes. If if you get a chance, uh, if you like the dance background and the plays, you gotta go to uh, next time you're in New York. You gotta go see something on Broadway, or if you're up here around the Christmas. I'm going to see the uh, Radio City Music Hall Rocket uh, uh, Christmas show with, from from a dance background, entertainment background. It's pretty awesome. I, I oh, think somebody yeah, who's that's... an entertainer would appreciate entertaining, you know, entertaining. So. 
yeah, Broadway is ultimate. I definitely want to go and see a Broadway show. I kind of go with you. Uh, Janine uh, Jericho is our guest here. we got Maybe about 22 minutes. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I know you have a couple more questions. Go ahead, Big Swing. And I'm gonna no, I, I'm, I'm good. She answered both of what I needed. All right. And I know you're just chomping. I know you're just chomping at the bit to, you know, ask everything. And I, I wanted to keep this one short and condensed because I know you're just so excited for this interview. So. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to ask a few tough questions. I'm going to ask some entertainment questions. But you know, uh, with uh, you know COVID, the fact that Canada's locked down, you can't even get there. Uh, when's the last time you were back there? Or have you not back there since the pandemic broke out? Um. Yeah, I have not. Canada has just been very difficult as far as restrictions go. Like, I mean, even going to Canada, they have um, a quarantine hotel. So you would have to go and stay in a quarantine hotel at $2,000 at your own expense, like a government facility, until you um, tested negative for COVID, but they keep you there for two weeks. So I I do think that they're going to lessen those restrictions at some point, but it's just been just when I thought I was going to have a window of opportunity to go back home to see my family. I just it, I keep getting worse. So I'm hoping well, that I can't, maybe by I can't put it this way. The, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, for example, they're playing in Buffalo. They played half their, their games down in Dunedin and half their games in Buffalo. And those players are not even allowed to re-enter the country until the end of the season, even on off days and things like that. Um, for that reason, because they've played down here and they've, you know, they've been quote unquote exposed to, you know, us Americans being less diligent with our COVID protocol. So um, they, yeah, any Canadian athlete um, or sports team or anything like that who is down here, uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's a bitch and a half to get back home. Well, you well, mentioned you know, that big swing. Go ahead, Icon. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good, Granny. Oh, Granny, Granny. No, Granny. Go ahead. I, was just, I was just gonna make a comment about the Canadians being, you know, on lockdown because, see, we just had our Moose International Convention in Cincinnati, Ohio, and that is where everybody that belongs to Moose comes from the United States and Canada. Our Canada people couldn't even come to the convention you know we didn't get to have it live last year in milwaukee because of the because of covid they couldn't even come to the convention because a lot of them are still on lockdown up there in, mm-hmm. in canada where in different areas where they live yeah so it's a bit crazy i mean i also worked in the fitness industry for 15 years so when i'm seeing what's happening to people like small business owners and stuff like that it's been it's been a challenge for sure i mean you know i guess there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to covid and what to do as far as precautions go but i've seen a lot of people lose their businesses and stuff as well you know so it's just kind of hopefully hopefully we are moving into you know a much better place now especially with the vaccine out and all that sort of stuff uh we have miss jericho as our guest here we got about 18 minutes here now for those that have never seen uh miss jericho perform uh she's kind of a cross between uh in her look and i i hope you don't get upset with this comparison but she's kind of a uh cross between tori wilson and jenny mccarthy uh so uh so yeah so uh so our wrestling fans if you know who jenny mccarthy is and you know who tori wilson is uh well you know you know how beautiful uh well you know icon it, it is 2021 it is 
you know, the day and age of technology, uh, all, all our viewers or viewers, listeners rather, what we need to do is simply just do a Google search. Just type in Janine Jericho in your Google or Bing or Safari browser and uh, boom, you'll have hundreds upon hundreds of photos right there. So, um, so yeah, go ahead and look her up and uh, look up everything she, she's done. Go to her website, do all that stuff. Um, technology well, age, that, I, I mean, they can see it for themselves. Well, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what leads me to my next question. Uh, now, I uh, I am a big fan. And uh, one of my favorite things that you do is your, uh, I don't know what you call it, your, I'm going to ask you about my two favorite performances that I've seen you do. Uh, now, you're, you do your, uh, you do a, uh, is it called a fire show? Or what do you, what is the title of that show that you do where you, uh, you get to play with fire on stage? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I incorporate fire into, into whichever character I'm doing. So if I, I do like, with my fire show, I use fire fans, and I'd have a dragon staff, and then I have a fire ring, so tons of fire stuff. But I will incorporate that into my shows that go with fire. Uh, you know, this this may be a kind of a dumb question, but uh, any um, any incidents uh, playing with fire? Um, not ever. Knock on wood. I'm very good at safety. <laughs> And I, and I don't know, I'm super connected to fire. Like, even when I did stunt work and was lit on fire and stuff like that, it was it was very easy for me. It didn't freak me out or anything. I don't know. I have a connection oh. to fire. Well, okay, i, I got to ask this. Uh, okay, so is that what led you uh, uh, becoming a uh, nude model because you were set on fire? You had to take off your clothes because you were on fire? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> no, I actually did stunt work in between um, dancing. So I, because I was in Vancouver, our film industry is it's popping. There's like a lot of stuff being filmed there, and I have a lot of specialty skills. So I had a friend who worked in stunt work and said, you know, you'd be great for stunt work. And so I ended up working on a few awesome sets like Supergirl, Riverdale, The 100. So were you were you a Supergirl stunt double? In? No, I wasn't her stunt double, but I was just a stunt, stunt double that was on set. Uh, so I did st- I did stuff I did stuff like uh, walkovers and stilettos and that kind of stuff. And uh, you know my other uh, fa- I, I think I believe you most you started doing it. Uh, my uh, your uh, your mermaid show. Yeah. That's a brand new one, and I ended up doing a lot of extra acrobatic training for that one. So my question is, doing the mermaid show, uh, do you have to have, like, uh, guys carry you on stage, and then, uh, you know, you do the thing, and then, uh, you know, everybody's waiting for you to peel off your costume, or uh, (laughs) how how does that come about? Well, I start off it, in a clamshell. It doesn't clam seem shell. like you could walk walk to the stage in the costume. It doesn't seem like. Um, no, I put my tail on uh, right before I get into my clamshell, and usually there's like a screen up so the audience can't see me. And then I get into my clamshell with my fin, and then when it opens, I do some dance moves, and then I do have an acrobatic partner that picks me up out of my shell and then flies me through the air with my fin on. And then he flips me around, and then we take it off in a in a cool kind of way. Well, and uh, you know, uh, I know I'm just full of fingers tonight, but I guess uh, uh, being a nude model, it's not hard for you to come out of your shell. 
<laughs> well, sometimes I need to be coaxed out of my shell a little bit. That's awesome. We have uh, Greg Jericho as our guest here. we got about uh, 13 minutes. Like I say, I wish it was 13 more years. But, uh, you know, and one thing is, you know, I hope that uh, if we haven't uh, scared you way too much, uh, you know, uh, we like we would like to have you back on again because our, our chat room is going completely crazy right now uh, with questions. But uh, are, are you willing to uh, answer a few guests uh, or some uh, fan questions? Yeah, I have no problem answering fan questions. I will let you guys um, choose, select them based on appropriate how appropriate they right, are. So, so yeah, well, then don't let Icon select them. Yeah, Granny, you picked the question. Well, one question is, uh, being uh, being uh, in your field, uh, what is your work week like? Uh, how many days off do you get? Well, you know what? In the feature world, there is never a day off. I might perform. I usually will perform on a Friday and a Saturday night, and I'll do two to three shows each night. However, I'm training every day. So I'm training every day. I'm putting my shows together every day. So every day I am working behind the scenes on my shows that I'm prepping for on the weekends. But I am primarily performing on the weekends. And uh, another fan asked us, have you uh, ever been uh, uh, in any uh, any magazines that we might know of? Oh, I've been in lots of different magazines. I'm not sure if you guys would know of them, but I've been in Night Moves magazine quite a bit, even especially this year. Um, Pinup Culture. Oh, what else? Vixens magazine. Um, Exotic Angels calendar. You know, I can probably post up all of my stuff if people want to go to my website, which is JaneZico.com. Oh, yeah, people definitely would. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because you know what? Uh, I'm like, I've done lots of stuff, but, yeah. And then uh, nothing like like Hustler or Sherry or anything like that. No, of course not. But, you know, know, Icon, you know what's crazy? And I've always wanted this, if you don't mind me just asking real quick. Um, Janine, the... The Canadian, you know, we've been talking a little bit about how, you know, Canada, you know, is a little bit stricter when it comes to this whole COVID thing and whatnot. When it comes to your particular profession, when it comes to the whole community aspect of things, uh, and it comes to magazines, I know, you know, your stuff is not like The Hustler and The Playboy and things, but when it comes to those type of things, as well as nudity, um, is Canada more strict? Are they more you know, loose and free about stuff? Is there more censorship? I'm not sure. When it comes to nudity, I mean, it's all about the great Canadian beaver. Uh, okay. The beaver okay. is our national animal. Ah, okay. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Yeah, so Fair as enough. Far as, yeah, as far as nudity goes, I mean, we're quite um, open in that regard. I mean, most of the clubs hey. in Canada are full nude when you're performing. Where here in the states it's more conservative because you strip down to G a G string and pasties. Well, to give you an example, here in New York State, the clubs that are full nude do not or cannot serve alcohol. It's only soda. It's right. only uh, soda water, Red Bull, um, you know, or juice if you want to get fully nude. But the clubs that do have full bars and serve alcohol are more kind of like a go-go. They're in like a lingerie type thing. They're considered topless because you could take it off on stage, but that's about it. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely weird down here with some of the restrictions. 
Yeah, it's a bit more. And you know what? As far as nudity goes, I mean, I'm quite empowered, and I feel very sexy and liberated and empowered on stage when I'm performing. And I think that the female form should definitely be appreciated. And I don't think that, um, you know, I... I think that it's something that a lot of women are coming into as well. I mean, I have a lot more female followers these days than I ever have had before. So I do think women are starting to step into their own sexuality and sensuality, accepting that and owning it. And it's okay, you know, it's okay to be sexy and and smart and strong, and you can be it all. Uh, Mr. Yerko is our guest here. We've got about nine minutes. Uh, just a, a few more things, and uh, we'll wrap it up. And as our fans know, we do have a contest going on right now. If you go to our uh, Off the Roast page and like the page, uh, you'll automatically be uh, entered in our, our giveaway and have a chance to win uh, tickets to our Beat and Breed next August. We're going to add that uh, as well. But uh, would you be willing to do some autographs for our fans uh, for giveaways if I send you an address? Of course I will. It's all about the fans. All right. <laughs> all right. And then hopefully you can send one of the icons that I can put up on my man cave, and uh, then everybody will drool over it, you know. Yeah, uh, can, we, can we set up a P.O. box? Because you know, you know everything you send, he's just going to keep. <laughs> so can we set up like can we set up like a neutral PO box so the fans can actually get some What's of the wrong? stuff? There's no honor system between you guys. What's going on? <laughs> well, I, well, well, the crazy thing is, is that because COVID. And because of everything, we, we our, our one studio isn't. We're not all together. I'm I'm in the headquarters studio um, in in New York. Uh, Icons in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, and Granny lives in in Arkansas. So we're kind of a triangle. Well, I kind of like the Bermuda Triangle here. So yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Now, uh, now uh, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this uh, next question, but she does. Uh, when. Uh, 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 you know, you have you know you know you have your website, you have your Facebook, and you have your Instagram. But I'm going to ask you this real quick, so we have time to do this. If our fans do want to check you out, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, a My Wish List. What do you got? OnlyFans. I definitely don't. I don't have a GoFundMe. No, that's the only one I don't <laughs> have. <laughs> I fund it myself, but <laughs> um, yeah, I have everything. I have uh, Twitter, Instagram. I actually have a few pages on Instagram. I have my uh, Jericho Fitness, plus I have Janine Jericho, and then Diary of a Dancer and Fire and Ice, which is my duo act. So I do a, an acrobatic duo as well. And um, yeah, Twitter, JanineJericho.com is my website. Now, uh, one fan, one fan has ever, uh, and this is not for me, even though it seems for me. Uh, one of our fans is wondering if you ever done any cool movies. Oh, have I done any cool movies? You know what? I have, I, I haven't really done any movies. I've only done uh, the Netflix specials, just like Riverdale, The One Hundred, Supergirl. I've seen those. The arrangement. Yeah. yeah. So just that, just the series. I haven't done any movies as of yet, but you know what? It's on my bucket list. I do really hey. enjoy the stunt work and being on set. Uh, and you know, uh, if you uh, if you ever need, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put this out there because uh, our fans know it's coming. You know, if you ever need a, a bodyguard, because I can take a bullet once, uh, and uh, I want to carry your bags and uh, you know 
grab your shoes and do uh, get your whatever you need, uh, I, I'm willing to do that for you. Okay, I love the sound of having a roadie. I mean, I can take yeah, care of myself. Go. I've got biceps. Have you seen my biceps? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he has as well. Well, yeah, it's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, every night we can have like a wrestling match, Icon versus Jericho, and uh, you know, uh, there's no cap on here. Yeah, yeah, my my, my money's on Icon. Oh, excuse me, my money's on Jericho. I've got some pretty, excuse me, I've got some, yeah, I've got some pretty badass wrestling moves. I've done. Yeah, that, that, that's what I meant. So. My money was on my money's on Jericho, Icon. I'm sorry, because uh, it's just yeah, I I have a really wicked scissor hold. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, here, here's what I'm going to ask: when when you when you do get to go back to Canada, I'm in Fargo, North Dakota, which is like pretty close to the Canadian border, as you know. Uh, when you come up this way, stop and see me. I'll I'll, I'll take you out to uh, I'll take you out to dinner, and uh, I'll let you beat me up. How's that sound? Oh, good. Great. I can. We do have our second good. number on, by the way, too. Just so you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll uh, pause this. Uh, we would love to have you back on. I did send you a uh, an address where you, uh, if you could send us a few autographs, whatever you can do, we sure would appreciate it. You are so awesome, and uh, I'm glad that uh, you're on with us tonight. And uh, and I also appreciate you dropping the restraining order because uh, I did promise to stop calling you at uh, two in the morning, uh, like and and, and, and forty five times. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that definitely was a bit much. That was a bit much. I, I think it was 50, though, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Thank you for joining us tonight, and you're awesome, and we appreciate it. Oh, well, and, thank you uh, for thank you for having me. You guys are fun. <laughs> and I hope you like that collector's card I made for you too. Ooh, I can't wait to see it. Well, you posted it on your Facebook. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, I did see that one. The one that you put for the ad. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Just tell him you like it. He's really proud of those. He's he's, he's like a a little kid with the macaroni macaroni stickers. You did a good job. Yeah, you got to put it on the refrigerator and tell him he did good. Pat him on the head. (laughs) Aw. I'm sending you a cyber hug. Thank you, Jericho. We love you so much, and uh, be safe out there. We will definitely have you on again. Thank you. Have a good night, you guys. You as well. Love you. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, that was that was awesome. All right. Well, it was. I'll tell you what, it was. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, if she's not if she's not fully upset with me, we'll go right to our next guest, and then we'll go ahead and do that. If you're ready to Even put if she's on, not we'll upset that. with you, I want I want her to act like she's upset with you. It's good. It's good radio. Uh, but yeah, here, here, here she is. Five one four number. So I can. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle again. And uh, as she knows, uh, the icon does have no idea what a time zone is, but she's going to join us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Alexander Robertson. Hello, I'm back. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, we're doing pretty good. Thank you so much for joining us. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, if uh, if you got that uh, liner, we'll have you do that real quick. Then we'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and we'll have uh, fun with the interview. Sure. Let me just pull it up here really quickly. Okay. 
All right. Hey, this is Alex Robertson. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with hosts the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. That's awesome. So uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then uh, we'll do uh, – I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a round table, and we'll come back, and I'm going to ask you the difficult questions. So go ahead. Sure. So um, I'm from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, so all the way up to the north. Um, I've been a wrestling fan for, I would say, about the past seven years or so. Um, and actually my first love is hockey. Uh, so I've always been a sports fan my entire life. Um, I started writing, uh, for you then though, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I was, I've been writing for slam, uh, wrestling for the last, uh, three years now. Um, I'm now a senior writer, so I do a, like a bunch of different things. And uh, my editor, Greg Oliver, always keeps me occupied that way. So, yeah, I've been loving it ever since. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, now you're in uh, you're in Montreal. Of course, Montreal did become famous uh, because of the so-called Montreal screw job. I'm sure you're familiar with that, correct? Yes, of course. Now, uh have you uh, have you went to many uh, events up in uh, Canada up there in Montreal? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The WWE used to come like before the pandemic. All anyway, the time, they used yeah. to come at least yeah twice a year at the minimum. So, uh, what is the current uh, promotion you're with then? So, um, I am affiliated with uh, IWS. It's uh, International Wrestling Syndicate. Uh, they're a smaller promotion uh, that's based here in Montreal. Um, they're on the Fight Network uh, up in Canada. They're also on Fight TV. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they're also on Fight TV uh, in the UK as well. That's awesome. And you also do writing for Slam Wrestling, correct? That is correct. I do. As a matter of fact, we had a uh, we had uh, one of your uh, co-workers on with us last week. A witch. Uh, let me go back into uh, our archives here real quick, and I will uh, get the name. Uh, unfortunately, she told us that uh, she's going to be leaving uh, Slam uh, Wrestling, but... Um, oh, yes. You must be talking about Jamie. Jamie, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact... Uh, you know, and uh, this proves because we've had two uh, guests from Canada uh, tonight. It proves that uh, I, I do have a special place in my heart for Canada. I love uh, I love everything about Canada, uh, unless you're from Winnipeg, but that's a whole other story. Uh, so now, <laughs> do you uh, do you prefer doing the writing thing, or do you prefer uh, being part of the uh, 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 active entertainment thing in the business? Well, I, I've always, like, I studied journalism, um, and I studied journalism all in my post-secondary education, and I always felt this need to want to be on TV in some kind of capacity, and I always thought that sports journalism was the way to go. Um, and then when I discovered wrestling, I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to start writing about it, and we'll see what we do from there. And um, the more that I started to discover the industry and all the types of roles that there are for non-wrestling talent, um, I think that like TV and being on camera is probably what I would be most interested in. Um, I'm currently like in my everyday job. I'm, I'm a radio producer. So 
I know what goes on behind the scenes and uh, I've, you know, I've seen like everything of what, you know, a, a promotion or a company does. And I'm really interested in that too, but I think at one point um, I'm going to want to step in front of the camera. That's awesome. Uh, here's what we're going to do here. We have uh, Alexander Robertson as our guest here. We have uh, uh, 27 minutes. Uh, so we want to bring her on. Uh, go ahead, Gray. What do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're such a wrestling fan because I, too, am a big, huge wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan for a long time. I mean, you know, I've, I have my gimmick name, Granny Holster. I mean, I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> People think that I am, but I'm not. But I like to holler at the bad guys at wrestling shows that I go to, and that's what I love about the independent shows because I can interact with the wrestlers, good or bad, and the fans love it, the wrestlers love it, the promoters love it. I mean, that's what I – that's what I've known for doing very well when I go to independent shows. So I guess my one of my questions to you is, you know, as a writer for, you know, what has been your most favorite interview or article that you've ever written about a wrestler or, or wrestling in general? What's been your favorite interview that you've ever done or, hmm. or writing that you've and, ever and, done? And you can't say the icon because that would be too easy. Um, that's, it's, that's very, it's, it's a tough thing to answer. I mean, like I, one of the, the most fun articles that I think I ever enjoyed writing and actually the interview that I enjoyed doing the most was actually with Mark Henry. And I got to speak to him, um, when he was being inducted into the cauliflower alley club. Um, he won an award. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. He did, he did the interview from his car and we went, into all of his wrestling background, um, his powerlifting background, and he was sitting in the car telling me that after he gets off the phone with me, he was going into um, a casting call for a movie or a TV show, and I thought that was so cool because he was just as much passion as he had talking about wrestling and his powerlifting, he also had such passion for the entertainment business as a whole and expanding uh, his talent, so that I thought was really awesome. Um, and that was over the phone, but one other interview that I did in person was actually when I was in Toronto, um, it was a big, uh, women's wrestling event and I got to interview uh, Bull Nakano and it was, oh, wow. it was so surreal. Yeah, it was so surreal to me. I mean, she was sitting there with her translator and we had this like little translator device and I would translate, I would talk into this little device. And it would translate to her, and then she would talk in it, and it would translate back to me. And um, even though, you know, we didn't quite understand what each other was saying, we I could still tell just by her emotions and her reactions to things, um, you know, that she was, like, very, you know, into talking to me about her career and wrestling and what this big event that we were at really meant to her because it was a bunch of women's promotions coming together for one big event, which was awesome. So, and I knew what she meant to the, the, you know, the women in wrestling then and now and in the future too. So I think that was quite a powerful moment for me. That's awesome. You know, I remember uh, Bo Bacano's great feud with uh, Alondra Blaze back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, she, I mean, she was so big and powerful. I used to refer to her as a bull knock and knock and knock and all, you know, because she was so big and powerful, you know. 
Uh, we have uh, we have a great guest here. Uh, we have uh, Alexander Robertson. Uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. We have about uh, 20 minutes. Well, uh, you guys did a pretty good job of, you know, covering a lot of the, the questions uh, Montreal wrestling related. Uh, but I guess from a – from a sports standpoint, being a, a sports journalist myself, um, you know, radio play-by-play announcer, and, and I have a sports talk radio show down here in New York, uh, what, 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 what do you feel is the most, the most gratifying thing uh, about covering these events? Like, why, why as uh, somebody who is in charge of, of giving the news and the information to the people – uh, well, why do why do you feel, or what do you feel? I guess is is the most fulfilling about that because I have mine on it as well. Reasons, right? I yeah, I think you know. I think when it comes to you know, if you look at the big WWE events or AEW events or any televised wrestling, I mean, you can see the reaction that fans have when their favorite uh, superstars come out, and that's great. And you, you know, if you've been in a crowd like that. It is very electrifying, but what a lot of people don't see is the independent circuits and the the wrestlers that we don't get to see on TV that are arguably just as good, but the fans are just so devoted to watching them. And, you know, I, I cover a lot of women's wrestling, and um, I've been to a lot of all-exclusively female wrestling events, and to see these young girls like little girls that are under 10 years old show up to these events and sit ringside with their fathers and their mothers and just be so enthralled by what they're seeing in the ring. It's, it's such a different, it gives you such a different feeling about wrestling and, and what the future could be for wrestling as a whole. So my, my thing is that whenever I write, I try and convey that because I think it's so important to keep the independent scene alive and to try and, paint a picture for people who aren't there who are maybe reading what I've written and, and tell stories of, you know, these, these wrestlers who maybe are, are not going to make it to that main roster. And they're very comfortable being on the independent scene and sharing their story with the world to maybe inspire somebody. So as you know, that's, that's one thing that I think is really gratifying to me is just telling those stories and then having you know, that wrestler or getting feedback whenever somebody reads my article and, and says, you know, like my daughter was at that show or, you know, that it was, it was such an amazing thing to watch. So thank you so much for covering that. Or when a wrestler tells me, you know, thank you so much for letting me share my story. And they like truly feel comfortable talking to me about their career and their life. It's those types of things that validates what I do. And you know it's it's very similar with me as well. Um, I I was always, you know, I, I was always really super into you know watching. If, if I missed an event, I had to watch Sports Center in the morning. You know, uh, well not necessarily a wrestling event, but you know I mean if I missed a game or something, I was always into watching Sports Center in the morning because I had to know what happened. And mm-hmm. for me. You know, or if you read a magazine article, or if you read a newspaper thing, or, or whatever, um, I, I just I feel like the people 
people will lie. You become you become part of your community almost. You become the 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 face. People can be drawn in by what you read or what you say on the radio or what you whatever. They they go on specifically to read you or specifically to listen to you, and you become almost part of the team. They almost they almost look at you like you are part of their favorite team. And uh, I, I definitely think that um, you, you know it, it's a gratifying thing, especially. When you know, I, I do the radio play-by-play for a local uh, college team up here in in New York, and uh, I have parents afterwards come up to me. You know, parents will give me gifts at the end of the season or something. They'll tell me, "Hey, oh, hey, you know, I have family around the country that listen, and you know, we love what you do, and you know, we we love that you know, our, you give our kid you know support or or you know, little nicknames I make for them and things like that." So they just uh it's just gratifying to know that you can be part of something that means so much to people uh without having to actually be part of it if it makes any sense you know yeah so I, absolutely i like i get yeah absolutely i mean like on a on a slightly bigger scale i i mean like i work at a radio station in montreal and our sister station TSN 690 that covers like every sport under the sun I mean, they've been going and having this run with the Montreal Canadiens and, and covering them at length during the playoffs. And, yes. you know, you see, like, I see a lot of, you know, the reaction that, you know, they get from their listeners and from fans. And fans really rely on them to kind of paint a picture and tell the story. So it's very important for, for any journalist in, you know, sports, in entertainment, in news, in whatever it is, to be able to convey and tell that story. And if you do it effectively, you're going to get that response that, you know, you and I have gotten before. Yes. Yes, yes. And, and it's great when it happens. I yeah, love it. Alexander mm-hmm, Robertson's our guest here. Uh, Alexander Robertson's our guest here. we got about uh, 18 minutes, give or take. I, I know uh, I know she's uh, it's late where she's at, but uh, now i got to... Not that late. She's in the same same area code as I am. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess... I guess it's late for some people, but I don't, I don't consider it super late. Well, uh, uh, now I'm going to ask uh, some of the uh, tougher questions for you. Now, mm-hmm. all I'm saying, if you don't want to answer any, any of these questions, so just let, let me know if you don't. But, uh, you know, um, doing a lot of stuff for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> have you got to meet a lot of uh, legends from the Montreal Canadiens, like my all-time favorite Montreal Canadian? <laughs> Which is? Ken Dryden. Oh, Ken Dryden, that is actually my dad's um, idol growing up. And unfortunately for me, I have yet to meet him face-to-face. I've, I've booked him um, for my shows that I produce. Um, and when I was at 690 freelancing for a little bit, um, I did, like, have some sort of contact with him. But unfortunately, I haven't gotten to meet him face-to-face. I would love to, though, one day. And uh, did you did you let him know that uh, you know did you did you see this is how I would do it. it's like you know uh, uh, Mr. Dryden this is how I would do it. I said Mr. Dryden you know you are my dad's hero uh, can I get can you send me an autograph for him you know that's what I would do but, now uh, speaking yeah. of autographs real quick though real quick Icon I I I, I want to jump in here we got some some chat box uh, uh, fans in the chat box and asking now you. Might not know what this is, Icon. Um, Granny, you might not. Uh, I do just because I follow sports uh, so heavily. But um, and of course, our guests will know what it is. But uh, our, our customer, uh, actually Timothy from New Jersey, is asking, uh, 
you know, it's great that you write in the newspapers and, and cover the team, but uh, have you ever been, and is there a way that I can find videos of you on TSN? Now, for those of you who don't know, TSN is the Canadian ESPN, for example. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's a big station up there. Uh, have, you, have you ever made a guest appearance on that? And is there a way that maybe he could go on and find, you know, an interview with you or are you reporting on there? Um, I do, I not on TSN TV, but on okay. TSN 690 radio, I have done, okay. I have co-hosted before. Like I've, I've been a producer there before. So I've, I have had uh, some okay. on air time. Um, but uh, no, unfortunately I haven't made my TV debut yet. Okay. Well, I just wanted to bring that up. I know you mentioned it earlier, but yeah. uh, those of you who TSN, if you didn't know what it was, it is the. ESPN, I guess, equivalent of, e, uh, excuse me, the Canadian equivalent, rather, of ESPN. So for those of you who may not have understood that question, that's why I wanted to bring it up, because it, it's a big deal in Canada if you're a sports fan. So. They, they do have a they do have a wrestling show on there. I don't know if it's still on there anymore, but uh, uh, they have a wrestling show that they used to uh, do all the time. Uh, we have... Uh, Miss Robertson is our guest too. We got about fifteen minutes now. Uh, like I said, I want to say you don't want to answer this next question, but uh, and really quick, speaking of autographs, uh, as everybody knows, listening right now, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, and you like to like the page, you'll automatically get entered to win a autograph picture uh, from uh, either our, one of our guests this week or for a past guest, or if you uh, really like the icon, I, I might even let you pick who uh, you get an autograph from. But would you be willing to send us a few autographs for some giveaways? Yeah, I think I can swing that. Awesome. Now, uh, and uh, Granny can attest to this. Now, you know, being in your business, have you ever uh, interviewed any real dinks uh, that was <laughs> just like complete jerks? Um, I mean, not unless they were completely in character, which does happen on press conferences. You know, you get to ask like one question and the person is still in character. And if they are a heel, they will act like a jerk. Um, so that's happened to me a couple of times, but I mean, like I haven't had anybody be super rude. I've had people be very mute, if you will. Like they, they just, they're not very good talkers. So even if you don't give them a yes, no type question, they'll still answer it like that, which as you can imagine is very difficult when you have to write an article on it later, that's at least a thousand words. Um, so in a way that can be kind of annoying, especially when the person knows that you are writing an article on them. So when you give them, you give the interviewer very little to go off of, not so much fun for me. So that's happened to me before, but luckily I haven't run into any jerks yet. Thank God. Well, uh, you know, and Granny was uh, with us. Uh, well, it was both, it was me and Granny that night, but uh, the biggest jerk, in my opinion, that we've had uh, next to Sylvester J. Fox, according to Granny, would be. But uh, we had uh, one half of the Harlem Heat. He was a real jerk to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't appreciate it. I did. Think oh, that's it. unfortunate. Yeah. Well, what about uh, what about the honky tonk man? Okay. Well, he's never been on the show, but uh, no, but he well, he, he had a reason for not coming on the show that was yeah, kind of rude. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll kind of touch on that. Have you ever uh, had any uh, dealings with the honky tonk man, there, Alexander? I have not. Okay. Well, I asked him to be on the show, and you know what he told me? He said, What's "I'm that? not gonna go on no." Mama Basement Radio Show. 
and I said, uh, yeah, you were so big in your career that uh, uh, people cheered you when you got hit in the head with a guitar. That's how big of a guy you are. Bro, you know? he, he, could go, he could go on a high schooler's podcast, and, and, and it wouldn't help. I mean, and, and it would help his career. It would be better than anything he's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, is, he is the epitome of an overhyped jobber, and the fact that you are letting him, you know, get to you is, uh, you know, not good. But anyway, well, I, I uh, Alexander Robertson's our guest here. We got about uh, ten minutes here, give or take a, a couple minutes. But uh, now, uh, yeah, we're keeping her from the from the halves uh, game. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's got to be. Uh, is there is there like an interview that uh, you did that where they said, uh, okay, you're gonna go interview this person, and did you ever have like one of those like, wow, I get to talk to him? Have you ever had one of those type of moments? Hmm, let me see. Out of all the ones that I've Wasn't done, the icon? I... <laughs> close. He's up there. Okay. Um, I. I interviewed um, when Glow, the Netflix TV series, when they were airing their second season, um, we had the opportunity or I had the opportunity to talk to one of the cast members. Um, it was actually uh, the, the woman that plays Carmen. I can't remember her, her, um, her real name, but she, yeah, she plays Carmen. So she, she plays the person in the show who's like an actual, comes from an actual wrestling family. And um, it was kind of surreal for me because, I mean, I was watching the TV series and I was really excited for it to come out. So when my editor brought this to me, there's no way I was turning it down. And we had such a great conversation because she's so, she was so real with me. She was so open about, you know, their wrestling training and, you know, how, how they basically had to whip them into shape. And, you know, on top of having to, you know, learn all your lines and stuff like that for, for an entire season, it was, it was pretty incredible to listen to that. So, and have her talk about, you know, the, the people that helped them out along the way and, and um, you know, how much they, they grew to love wrestling as they were doing the series. So that one I would say is probably one of them. And then another one that uh, kind of a, uh, you know, oh my God moment, I guess, um, was when I got to interview Tessa Blanchard um, when she, just before she won the Impact um, World Championship against Sammy Callahan two years ago. Uh, and she became the first woman to ever do that. Um, and I got to talk to her for a good 20 minutes uh, the night before. And uh, that, that was kind of cool because, I mean, maybe not in the moment, you know, I was like, you know, oh, wow, this is so cool. But then to watch her win the championship and kind of elevate women's wrestling in a different way, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just spoke to her type thing. And, you know, yeah, being from Canada, um, uh, elevating women's wrestling, not only in Canada, but in general, uh, from Canada, one of my favorites growing up when I was a kid uh, was Trish Stratus. Yeah, yes. And yes, I don't know absolutely. if you talked to her, but uh, I got the chance to, you know, sit down with her at all. But uh, I mean, now, and obviously my favorite now, and Icon and Granny both know who's coming. Uh, also, is a fellow Canadian, um, who who is arguably from 2006 to 2011 the greatest wrestler of all time, uh, and that would be Edge. Uh, he's another one who who I love from Canada. But, uh, but yeah, the, the women's wrestling, I feel, is was catapulted to the forefront by Trish Stratus, who 
through her gimmick, went from just the normal manager eye candy to arguably the greatest women's champion of all time and kind of put Toronto area and put Canada as a whole in a women's wrestling standpoint on the map. Yeah, no, it's and it's funny that you mentioned that because actually Edge and Tristratus were trained by the same person before they entered into the WWE. Um, oh wow! But yes, uh, yeah, and yeah, I knew uh, I had good taste. I mean, like <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tristratus is definitely. I mean, she. If anybody, you think about women's wrestling, I think a lot of people do think of her, and I know. You know, I was watching um, on the WWE Network, they have the 50 greatest women's wrestlers of all time, and she was named number one. And there's a reason why she was named number one. You know, like like you said, she not only did she look the part that, you know, the WWE looked for, and she could, you know, very – she could have just been a manager at that time. But well, she, yeah, she had the, you know, she had the sunny – she had the sunny uh, – a little bit more of a – a little bit more of a mischievous kind of almost bordering on slutty version of Sable and Sunny, but she also mm-hmm. had the wrestling moves too, like – and it was funny because you watched when she first started in the ring and made her ascension, you know, she was Miss, uh, Vince McMahon's lapdog and, and then she was with TNA and she was yada, 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 you know, moving up and up and up. And then when eventually she began her feud with Stephanie and you could tell when she was in the ring, she was getting, you know, she was really green. Then she was getting better and better and better. And, and it became like when I was in high school, Trish Stratus was like, was like, it's just going to sound weird. Um, and, and forgive the, out here, but but was the man, you know? I mean, Trish Stratus was, was was awesome. I mean, and then Lita had the rivalry with her, and and, and some of the battles she had with Lita were among the most epic of all time. And I just think that um, women's wrestling may not be what it is today if it wasn't for uh, the the ascension of Trish Stratus, I would say, in the ring. Yeah, she definitely paved the way for a lot of women that you know we see today, and. Who knows, had there been no Trish Stratus, would there have been a Becky Lynch? Would there have been a Charlotte Flair or even um, the Bella Twins, which came shortly after her? Who knows? Who knows if what the women's evolution well, Charlotte Flair, would have looked like? Charlotte Flair, I would say yes, just because it's in her blood with her father. But I just don't know if she would have had the platform um, because yeah. I think Trish Stratus really gave women's wrestling a mainstream, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And I think it showed a lot of people that, you know, pretty women um, don't just have to stand there inside of a ring. They can actually get in there and work just as hard as the men do. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and another thing that Big Swing has not mentioned that is his his current favorite is Alexa Bliss. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he'd... Uh, well, he'd well, Alexa okay. Bliss. I don't know if I like the whole exorcist thing she's doing, but I, I do... <laughs> I do like I, – I, I loved her, you know, as the goddess, you know, as, as the bitchy mean girl uh, that she's been the last couple of years. Um, going a little over right now with the, uh, with the Halloween movie gimmicks. But, uh, but yeah, I love, I love Alexa Bliss uh, from, you know, being a male from a hotness standpoint. But I also love her ability in the ring as well. I, I think she's very dynamic. Yeah, and, and honestly, not everybody can play a character like that. And I know a lot of people were iffy about that and her um, affiliation um, with, the, with the whole Firefly Funhouse, you know, gimmick. I think everyone was kind of skeptical of that, but I think she's done a great job with it. 
Um, I think it's I think it's getting over. I think you know the, the the more that she does it, the more people are kind of gravitating to it, and I kind of like it because it is different. And like you mm-hmm. said, it does show her versatility, so that's important. Well, I I think that the whole goddess thing. I think with I think it was getting a bit old. I think that they had to go a different direction with her because. Uh, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't want her to, to fizzle out. They didn't want people to get bored and, and sick of her act, and you know, and kind of have her go to the wayside. So the fact that they reinvented her whole character, uh, and, and she's actually nailing it, is is you know says a lot about her as well. So. Mhm. But anyways, uh, I, 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 I I'll, I'll let you too. continue, man. I just I I love you uh, know. I love talking. About, so. uh, yeah, we got about two minutes. But uh, you know, if our fans want to check you out and uh, see you and find uh, find you and follow you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? So um, on uh, Facebook, I'm full name Alexandra Robertson. Um, although I'm more active uh, on my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Instagram is Alexandra underscore Sheila with two A's. And on Twitter, I am she's a Rob. That's awesome. And um, you got to admit, though, that uh, cool collector's card made from you was really awesome, wasn't it? Yes, I actually thought you did a great job with that. And um, uh, now, what, um, what, uh, if you, we have only a few minutes here, but what, uh, uh, is there uh, any current project that you, you're doing now that you can kind of tell us about real quick? Let's see. Um, nothing too, too major at the moment. I'm still waiting for a lot of things to get back up and running, but I do have with IWS, I do have three shows coming up um, in September, October, and November, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I'll be doing some uh, backstage work with them. Um, I'm constantly doing something for Slam, so sometimes I'll just pop up and you know I'll write something really quick. And uh, every so often, I do a podcast with uh, John Arezzi, and uh, we co-host a podcast together um, called Pro Wrestling Spotlight, and sometimes he'll bring on people from the past, we'll bring some uh, current wrestlers on, and then have some fun there. So uh, everything that I ever do is always going to be posted on social media, so if you want to see what I'm doing, you can follow me on there, and uh, you'll be all up to date with everything. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we do appreciate you taking your time out of your schedule. Once again, I do apologize for the, uh, uh, everybody knows that time zones are not my strong suit. That's why I try and give countdowns, but like I say, it hasn't exactly been my strong suit. But uh, I uh, I do apologize once again for the mix-up, and I appreciate you being on with us, and you are so awesome. And uh, we hope that uh, you'd be willing to have us, uh, you'd be willing to come on with us again. Of course. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then uh, I did uh, send you a, a address on Messenger. If you whatever you can send us for autographs, we'd appreciate it. Uh, our fans would enjoy it as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great night. Thank you, Alexander Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the greatest current wrestling writer in history right now, and uh, only going up from here. So that was awesome. Oh yeah. All right. So we're just waiting for our, our final guest here. Yeah, and they know they know what time and stuff to call. Yep. Uh huh. Okay. He was nice I'll enough keep to. It up. Uh, uh, he was nice enough to uh, bump ahead. Uh, he was supposed to be our second guest, and he's going to be our third guest. All right, I'll keep an eye out on the board then. 
right. So, we'll see. Anywho, I'll try and get an area area code. So, sure, sure. Uh, let yeah, me know. So, yeah, real quick here, everybody. So, so how how was the weather up the, there in Fargo for your holiday, Icon? Did you guys have snow? Hard, no, it was harder than it was harder than a uh, a mother. Well, you know, he, he, here's here's the thing about North Dakota. And I, I, I've of course I've never been there outside of that you know couple of days I was there in late March a few years ago. Um, obviously, I know that you get you know waist high snow, but in the summertime because it's so flat and it's geography to the country, uh, it being smack in the middle pretty much, um, you guys do get really hot summers as well. Oh, it's 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 like global warming takes takes us over. It's ridiculous. Wow. Uh, is it like a dry heat or a humid heat? It, it's a sticky heat. If, if sticky if heat, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, humid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's terrible. Huh. All right. So we're just waiting for our next guest here. Uh, so. Uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff uh, coming up on the horizon, as everybody knows. You know, so uh, we uh, we still got a lot of we have, like I say, bo- uh, guest booked till the end of 2022 now. So, uh, you know, it's it's pretty awesome uh, what we're doing and what we've accomplished to this point. But uh, you know, and we're not going anywhere, obviously. But uh, it's no, uh, we're, we're only we're only getting bigger every week. It seems like um, because yeah, we had. Because we had guests almost right out of the gate, uh, do you want to go on and, and, and tell them real quick uh, uh, some of the feature things we have and some of the promotions we have as well as guests for the future? Uh, we do have a 412 number on, but I know you didn't really get to preview the next show yet. Well, uh, that is our guest, so if you want to bring him on, we'll just go ahead and then we can talk about do it that, at the end. Do that right at the end? Okay, yep. that's fine. Yep. So, uh, yeah, 412. So, Icon, here they are. Do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, it is what you would call an amazing superstar wrestler. And no, it is no facade. It may be a facade. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you facade. Yo, yo, yo. It is your boy, the Neon Ninja facade. What is up? How you doing, man? I'm doing great tonight. Uh, just hanging and banging, enjoying uh, a night off after a hellacious weekend, and uh, yeah, just trying to recover. Get ready for the next one. All right, besides uh, our guest here, we got 43 minutes, and uh, we appreciate uh, you taking time on your schedule to join us. But here's what we're going to do. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Sure. So, uh, cool. yeah, uh, cool. Neon Ninja Facade. Here. I've been working uh, for about 14 years now out of Pittsburgh, uh, trained at the IWC school, um, some of the same uh, – People you might have seen, uh, such as Joaquin Wilde, uh, Britt Baker, Elias, come out of the the same uh, school there. Okay. Now you uh, uh, you have a you have a lot of uh, different uh, uh, things in your character. 
Uh, now, I, I, I know uh, most of uh, these questions may seem redundant because I already know, but uh, I'm going to ask you uh, uh, some uh, some cool questions, and then, like I say, we'll do a roundtable. But uh, with your wrestling style, are you more of a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? Or are you more like a brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, I definitely would lean primarily towards that high-flying style like your Ray Mysterios, your Ray, your Jeff Hardys, your Rob Van Dams, things like that. And uh you uh you're obviously uh you know uh, you know it don't think I'm coming on you anything. You're obviously you're obviously a pretty good looking guy. So uh with uh with your style and your high flyer, uh what uh what would you say has been uh, your most daring Aerial aerial attack that you've done. Oh man, I, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Uh, see, uh, anytime I'm I'm in a match, I try to figure out like what is the uh, the craziest thing I can do to my opponent to to win the match. And uh, you know, sometimes it involves uh, jumping from high places or you know walking the ropes to deliver a well placed kick to the face of my opponent to to put him down for the end of the match. So it really just depends. Uh, Ninja is a master of their environment, if you will. <laughs> so have you, have you ever done like, uh, anything like, uh, like, uh, have you ever done anything to like superfly Jimmy Snooker Heights or Mick Foley Heights, like on the top of a cage, jumping off anything like that? Oh, yes. Uh, there's been quite a few, uh, crazy, uh, things that I've jumped off of, whether it be, uh, you know, sometimes, Throughout the years, there's been those outside fair shows, jumping off of things like the uh, ring truck or jumping out of a balcony, out of a baseball park, jumping off the roof of a bar. Uh, I jumped out of the balcony of a uh, sports complex. And even uh, more recently, um, jumped into, uh, ran and jumped and did the uh, uh, triple jump 450 through uh, a table, so uh, I kind of kind of reminds through. me, kind of reminds me a little of the old early to mid '90s ECW style, a little bit. Yeah, very very much so. So uh, actually, whenever I was growing up here in Pittsburgh, I had the, the fortunate access to ECW live events, and uh, I got to see November to Remember, and uh, a couple of those early TNN tapings here in Pittsburgh uh, when I was a kid. So. That whole style and that whole way of wrestling really stuck with me as I grew up and, uh, you know, backyard wrestled with my friends, uh, then going up into uh, more of a, uh, whenever I started becoming more of a professional wrestler, still adapting that style. And uh, a lot of the companies nowadays, you'll see, they have a little bit more uh, flexibility with the rules. So you can do some more fun things incorporating uh, not necessarily weapons, but just outside the ring elements to your matches. So now, would you con- uh, would you consider yourself to be a babyface, a heel, an in between? Are you more what the crowd thinks you're going to be? Uh, I'm definitely a good guy. I mean, I do a lot of cool, crazy moves and everything, so it's hard to hate hate that kind of hate that kind of wrestler typically. Uh, well. 
Well, anyway, well, this 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 uh, little segue is going to be a little boring. Well, Granny, he's a nice guy. What do you got for our guest, uh, Facade? Go ahead. Well, thank goodness he's a nice guy because Granny does not like the heels. I can talk some really good smack to the heels hey, when I have but to. Granny, so I'm glad Granny, you're a nice guy. Granny, Granny, real Uh-oh. quick though, he is friends with he is friends with Sylvester J. Fox. So go ahead. Well, if or, he's friends, or with friends or acquaintances, because there's a difference. Yes. So are you a friend of Sylvester J. Fox? Because if you are, then my opinion has just changed. Because I don't like Sylvester J. Fox. <laughs> I'm I'm completely unfamiliar with uh, one Sylvester J. Fox. Well, thank well, he's you very yours. much for that. He, 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 is, he is a friend of yours on Facebook. That's why I mentioned it. Oh, well, that, well then he would be an acquaintance then. There's a yeah, lot of those. There are sure yeah. a lot of those. So what has right, been ahead, one of your most challenging matches you've ever had in your career? Uh, one of the most challenging matches I had in my career uh, was uh, I got the opportunity to wrestle AJ Styles uh, a couple times. And um, they both of those bouts were some of the hardest matches I've ever had uh, because it really it really forced me to uh, kind of dig down deep and, you know, I guess level up in a way both times. <clears throat> and uh, when I wrestled AJ, he was actually the IWGP heavyweight champion. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I put that on a pedestal going up against him and at that state in his career. So knowing where I stood, I knew I needed to do a lot more work if I wanted to get to that level. Well, my family and I had the opportunity, my husband, my son, and I had the opportunity to actually get to meet AJ Styles at an NWA show in Benton, Arkansas called Summer Class back on July 4th, 2014. So he was really, he was a really nice guy. It was really, it was kind of funny. My son got his picture with him in the ring, and then my husband and I got in the ring to get a picture with him. And he says, Granny, don't you want to go watch the fireworks? And I said, seriously, AJ? I said, I can do fireworks anytime. I said, this would be my only opportunity to not only get my picture with you, but to meet you in person. So you are much more important than fireworks. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real yeah, cool he dude. Was a really, he he was a really nice guy. I really enjoyed getting to meet him. So, uh, yeah, he's one, definitely one of my favorite opponents. Professor, get you. We got about thirty-five minutes. Uh, what do you got for our guest, sir? Big swing, go ahead. Well, uh, was there anybody? You said you used to watch a lot of those episodes when you were younger. Was there anybody in particular in the ECW? Um, or the independent cycle that really, you know, that that really influenced you to to get into the wrestling business. Because I mean, you you do a lot of you you have the high flying style, but your 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 hardcore nature. Uh, there's got to be somebody who who you looked up to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so because uh, you know, I did get to see a lot of those uh, events live and in person, and you know, getting getting the, to see how everyone was interacting with the crowd where coming through the over the over the guardrail through the through the uh, barricades or what have you and brawling through and uh you know like using anything and everything uh to 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 create your own unique style and type of match. Um 
guys like Rob Van Dam, uh, guys like Sabu, Jerry Lynn, uh, in that, you know, ECW specific, but uh, also guys like uh, Jeff Hardy, um, but Shawn Michaels as well, that more lean towards uh, the different kind of things that I try to use to, to, to build myself whenever I was first thinking of uh, all the things of becoming a wrestler. And uh, one more would be AJ Styles, too, because I wasn't really familiar with uh, independent wrestling uh, outside of uh, ECW until I was a teenager. I found IWC uh, in Pittsburgh, and they had the uh, Ring of Honor, a uh, couple of guys there, Chris Daniels and AJ Styles and uh, Chris Saban. They had a little tournament, the Super Indie Tournament, um, and... AJ Styles was in that, and I could identify with the way that he was moving, the way that he wrestled, that I could, you know, wrestle in a similar way if I were to become a wrestler, and so that's what made me decide to become a wrestler that day. I uh, watched that match, and I'm like, you know what, I think this is what I need to do, because I know what I can do athletically, and I know I am that big of a wrestling fan, so that's when I decided and so now that you're doing it and doing a lot of these uh, crazy stunts and things, do you have a greater appreciation now than maybe when you used to watch it as to what it does to your body and, and some of the physical toll that it takes or what these guys go through? Oh, absolutely. Um, because earlier in my career, um, I was doing a lot more uh, crazy ECW-style matches. And now, I mean, uh, I still kind of use – uh, that that mentality, but I don't necessarily use weapons and things of that nature in my matches uh, right now. But in my earlier times, like I had matches with uh, the likes of Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I've had seven matches with Sabu in my career, and uh, oh wow! So things like that, working with guys like that, um, yeah, I've, I've I've really got to work with the uh, Rhino. C.W. Anderson, um, Sabu, uh, Super Crazy, Juventud uh, Guerrero, a lot of guys uh, that have been in, in, in ECW, and it's really helped me to understand a little, a little bit better how to, you know, apply some of that, you know, ECW psychology if that is a thing. So, sure, uh, sure. you know, yeah. Nice. Well, Sabu. So, okay, then is he? And this is probably an obvious answer, but uh, is he as crazy uh, in, in person as he looks on TV? Like, I mean, that, that guy, when I was a kid, I was like, this guy will do absolutely anything to win a wrestling match. I mean, is it is it like that in person, too? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's actually probably crazier in person, but, like, like on more of, like, a low-key level. Like, you don't even really get to see how crazy he is. Like, but, like... You know, you just talked to me. Just talking to you about crazy stuff. Wow, Sabu's awesome, but he's also actually crazy, which makes him even more awesome. <laughs> which is yeah, which is awesome. You know, I, I love that. <laughs> did you uh, did you get to meet his manager? Yes, uh, I've met a few of his managers throughout the years. Uh, well, our favorite is uh, uh, the genie. Uh, we we had hers on on as a guest. She's awesome. Yes, the lovely super genie. We uh we miss her already. 
Yeah, it's she terrible, uh, actually it? was. She got to be um, really. Sabu and uh, Jeannie got uh, to be really close with uh, myself and Danny over the years because we had got uh, so many encounters. So um, yeah, it was. Uh, Danny actually got to learn a bit from from Jeannie uh, about managing and and uh, things like that too. So you know, it's it is uh, it is unfortunate uh, to lose someone so young. Yeah, I know, and. Uh... Yeah, I was I was pretty devastated uh, when we found that out what happened. It was uh, so now I'm going to ask you a, a few of the uh, tougher questions. Uh, but before we do that, uh, you know we don't want to spend too much time on it. But uh, we all know that uh, you know COVID sucks, and uh, you know it's uh, we're starting to turn the corner. But uh, how has uh, COVID affected your career? Have you had to blank out down to a certain point? Lost some shows on TV scheduled, uh, just uh, canceled completely. How has it affected your career? So, whenever COVID happened, my last match was in Pittsburgh of March 14th, um, March 14th, and everything was shut down, especially in the state of Pennsylvania. Like, there's uh, a wrestling or uh, uh, yeah, re- uh, wrestling commission, and they they regulate all the things. Whether it's uh, you know sometimes it's just blood and matches or there's all this, all these other things, but um, there wasn't a lot of wrestling back in Pennsylvania until August. Uh, luckily, there was a couple of things throughout you know the um, throughout uh, the the pandemic that some people had that was some closed circuit wrestling matches where uh, you know some of the stuff was on IWTV or some of the stuff was on YouTube. So on the 4th of July of last year, I had my first match back at the Game Changer, the GCW Backyard Show. And um, from that point on, then my schedule kind of started picking up more outdoor shows with the pandemic and more shows down south because of all the restrictions being a little lessened with the weather and everything. So um, it it actually – it kind of helped because it gave me a time to kind of, you know, heal my body and to kind of come up with a couple of extra things that I could use maybe, uh, you know, within my character or other characters or just, you know, creative things. And, uh, you know, uh, it really helped to set me up going into this year. Now, uh, you have uh... – uh, you have a, a big match coming up at the end of July, don't you? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, which one is that? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I I was trying to remember because uh, I, I I know it's kind of a uh, it's going to be a kind of like a grudge match for you. Uh, let me um, let me uh, look at what uh, back on my notes here. Uh, your uh, your match against uh, uh, Sir, Serge D. No, no, it's not. It's against uh, uh, Menace. Oh, Menace. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Menace uh, down in uh, Sevierville, Tennessee, for Crossfire Wrestling. Uh, we've had a couple of matches here uh, down there in Sevierville, and it seems like it's been about a year and a half in between each one. And it's really cool because Menace was like one of those guys, and um, and he was somebody that was I always thought was a real cool uh, character, real cool wrestler looking, you know, 
on the independence as I was just starting getting on independence. And then, you know, fast forward a few years later, we, uh, you know, we crossed paths um, first at NGW, Next Gen Wrestling. That's down there in Pigeon Forge, which is also another great company. Uh, and then we had a second match, which was one of those no-holds-barred matches, which, man, it, it went probably about 20 minutes in uh, maybe like 90-degree heat at, at the uh, Pigeon Forge Armory for Next Gen. But, uh, yeah, Menace, he's, uh, he himself is a ninja, too, and each one of these times has been real crazy ninja battles, if you want to, <laughs> lack of a better term. So, uh, hey, coming and, up at the uh, end of the month swing, here. Uh, big swing. You know what else is going to be on that card with him at, at Game Over? Uh, Rhino and Kenzie Page. Big swing. Uh, awesome. Big swing, That's uh, awesome. Play. Yeah, you remember Kenzie Page, right? Uh, he well, he. Uh, I, I do apologize. Away again. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I do apologize for Kate. Uh, he, uh, uh, Kenzie Page. We were actually her first interview ever uh, when she was seventeen at the time. And uh, you'll have to when you when you see her backstage, you'll have to ask her if she remembers us. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Now uh, uh, we have uh, we have Facade uh, uh, as our guest here. Uh, now. One thing I asked all independent wrestlers that uh, are on the show, and I'm going to put it to you because no one has ever answered it the same way. Uh, so I'm going to put it to you. Two-part question. Let's say that uh, you're on a show and someone from, like, the WWE or AEW uh, or Ring of Honor, uh, you know, they say, hey, we're having a tryout next week. We'd like to have you come, uh, you know, come check us out and try out for us. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? Uh, because being an independent wrestler, you control your own uh, destiny, do what you want. But like when you get to the big companies, you know they say what you do, what you can't do, this and that. And uh, uh, if you do get that big time opportunity, which you're not big time, but still be our friend and still talk to us. What was the second part of the question? If you do if got you the do opportunity, the, what? If you do get that big time opportunity, would you not big time us and still be our friend and still talk to us? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of course, if, uh, you know, as an independent wrestler, you do control your own destiny. But with that being said, too, um, the real question is, are you are you in this to make money? Or what are you in this to do? If you're in this to just have fun, that's one thing. You can have fun in many different ways, and you can have fun in independent wrestling. But if you want to make money, uh, you there's a lot more things you have to do to, to make money outside of, of that. And nine times out of 10, um, I mean, it ends up leading into a, you know, a TV, a TV company, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, you have, uh, you, you do have a busy year coming up. Uh, can you, uh, we, you, we mentioned uh, game over, uh, at the end of July, but what, what other big events that you got coming up that, uh, you could share with us and tell us about. Uh, there's some ones coming up in Texas here, making my debut uh, in Houston and Dallas uh, this coming week. Uh, next week, uh, Pro Wrestling Conquest. It's going to be me and Jason Kincaid, uh, known as the Renegades of Flight, who have been uh, – we've been a tag team here in Japan and Canada, and uh, we're unpinned and unsubmitted in uh, all of North America currently. 
Um, we got that against TME, uh, the main event. Those are some guys you might have seen recently on AEW Dark. Um, big physical guys, football players. Um, but it's actually a three-way triple threat tag match against uh, Money Shot, who is another team from Pittsburgh, who are a little bit more of a, you know, a, let's say they just wrestle a little bit a more fundamental technical uh, technical style there. Then uh, going on from there, we got PPW over in Philadelphia. We got Wrestling's Lab September 4th in Ridgefield Park, uh, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. And then um, CCW August 7th in Fort Lauderdale. So uh, a lot of things uh, bouncing around. Lucky to stay healthy. Lucky to stay healthy. Lucky to stay busy. Um, also, you can check us out on OVW Wrestling every Thursday on Fight. We've been uh, wrestling there now for quite a bit, and they've recently moved to Thursdays and uh, went on Fight. And OVW seen a hell of a lot of growth lately, so it's a it's a whole new a whole new cat going on down there in Louisville. You know, one of our fans uh, in the chat room is asking uh, where uh, your your name comes from. Uh, the name Facade comes from, you know, whenever uh, I was trying to come up with a name for a character, or personality, a persona, or something like that, one of the terms that people uh, sometimes use is a facade, like a, as a character. And uh, so, I mean, I am a video game character come to life, you know, looking and doing the things that you'd see uh, guys in video games doing. And uh, on top of that, the secondary part there, you know, as I am, like, the graffiti part where it comes into play, the facade of a wall that you would spray paint the graffiti on. So there's a little bit of duality to that. Uh. And, you know, that's awesome. Um, I was going to ask you uh, if you were, uh, if you ever saw the movie, uh, you just had to follow me through here on this, but have you ever seen, heard of the movie My Fellow Americans? Uh, no. There, uh, uh, there, there's a, a character that uh, John Hurd plays in the movie. Of course, John Hurd, he played uh, the father in uh, Home Alone. Oh yeah. He, uh, uh, he has a line. He has a line in the movie. You know, he play. Uh, he acts like. Uh, he, he acts kind of like a uh, a moronic vice president in the movie, and he says he says uh, he has this line. He said, "You know, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Everybody thinks I'm this idiot, but a lot of people don't know it's all just a big facade. Uh, you know, instead of saying facade, <laughs> you know, he says facade. Yeah. So it's just like." I just, I just thought I'd share that with you because, like, that's why I I, uh, I was wondering if you picked up on that when you when I introduced you at the beginning, uh, when I said Piquet, I was wondering if you uh, had ever heard of that line before or not. No, but the funny thing is, like, I, I know people do that to, like, just kind of, like, mess with me sometimes, like, friends and stuff. So it's interesting to know, like, that there's actually a reference to it. So I'll have to definitely check that out because uh, maybe that's why people – some of my friends are telling me or sometimes people say it because like even when I, well, when I first started, especially 
some people were just completely unfamiliar with me. So uh, they, I've heard Fikadi, Fikade, um, Fasado. Uh, there's been a whole bunch of different ones. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting and funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah, like I said, the movie's called My Fellow Americans, and he plays uh, Vice President Matthews, and uh, he acts like a complete moronic guy, and then they realize at the end that he was the guy that was doing all the setups in the White House, which was interesting. Yeah, I like that guy as an actor. I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, it it also stars, uh, uh, unfortunately, it stars the, well, not unfortunately, but it has the late, great... uh, James Garner in it, and uh, uh, Jack Lemmon, uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it. So it's it's a great movie, so I would recommend checking it out. And uh, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, it's all towards the end, after they uh, uh, realize who uh, did all the setups in the White House. It was John Hurt. He said, yeah, funny thing is, man, everybody thinks I'm this idiot. They don't realize it was all just a big cake. <laughs> oh, spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, so anyway... So uh, if our fans wanted to, uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe? What do you got? All of the above, except for the GoFundMe. Uh, you can check me out at the number one facade, F A C A D E, or facade, however you pronounce it, whatever your uh, uh, natural uh, dialect. Uh, the number one, F-A-C-A-D-E. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, OneFacade.com. Uh, YouTube even. Also, there's some, uh, I try to keep it updated with uh, recent matches, highlight videos, things like that. So That's awesome. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, Facade as our guest here. Now, uh, I, I noticed that uh, with your, uh, you know, with your, uh, on your Facebook page, uh, now, the the mask is something you've always worn. It's not just because of COVID, right? Yep, it's uh, something I've always worn. Now, uh, does anybody ever uh, mistaken you as maybe possibly like a Lucha Libre, or uh, has anybody ever uh, made that comparison, or no? Um, they've absolutely uh, made the comparison. I've, I wrestle a very lucha style, so uh, it's very uh, a lot. Of, a lot of times, um, you see me doing the the high flying and the the lucha libre style, and it is uh, a part of what what my uh, what my whole style is. And uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of curious. There is one uh, picture on your uh, Facebook page. Uh, and uh, maybe you can let us know uh, who this is, but there's a picture. Uh, you, uh, you, uh, your eyes are like, uh, are like, you know, you got like the people's eyebrows going on, and you're like standing next to this gal in a, in like kind of like a, uh, a pink uh, bikini top. Is that your manager? Uh, that's my manager, my girlfriend, and my taxi partner, uh, Danny Mo. What's your name? Uh, that's the lovely Danny Moe. Danny Moe. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe that she's been on with us. Oh, maybe so. I'm not sure. Well, I'll tell you what. I can let you know real quick here. Um, 
I can I can let you because she is a friend of mine on Facebook, and I believe that she has been on with us. Let me just check the archives here real quick. Uh, as a matter of fact, she was on with us. Uh, one second here. Let me look back at my notes. I do apologize for this, but. Uh, She was she was uh with she was on with us uh actually she hasn't been on with us uh yet she's gonna be on with us August tenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh uh it's actually gonna be her second interview with us, uh because uh, you did uh, get that collector's card I made for you, right? I'm not sure if I what 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 was the collector's card? Uh, I made uh, I made a, a collector's card w- uh, for you uh, for the interview uh, where you know you have your arms up in the air you're wearing the green uh, uh, and then you have the little picture of you in the corner. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, RPW Wrestling. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I was wondering what you thought of that. It looks really cool. I like it. Yeah. Uh, how long have uh, how long have you known Danny, and uh, how much, how big of uh, of course I'm going to ask you the same question, but how how uh, big of an ass kicker is she? Oh man, I don't know if there's words that I can really. Uh... Hello. Hello. Randy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, looks like he dropped off. Or we lost him. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at the board. He dropped off. Interesting. Oh. Hey, man, sorry. I, I, I had a business call real quick I had to take, so that's why I kind of had to drop off there at the end. But, uh, well, well, no, you know, I, I was listening. I just, I just couldn't talk. Huh? Our guest dropped off. Oh. Well, that's weird. What was it? Like a mid-sentence sort of a thing? Yeah. Oh, we I'm, I'm sure. I'm his, sure. Uh, we were talking about his girlfriend and tag team partner, Danny Moe, who's going to be on with us. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he'll call back. I was going to say, I thought it was a little weird that he ended, you know, so soon with 10 minutes left. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe well, shoot him a text or something. But Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, uh but anyway, yeah, uh yeah, isn't isn't it cool that he's gonna be on with uh uh he's he uh he's with uh he's on he's on the poster with uh uh with uh, a couple of people that we really know, you know. And, and well well then again though, we, we know Everybody. So. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we got we got a big, uh, you know, we got big stuff coming up. Uh, you know, I uh, uh, unfortunately, like I say, I'm not going to. Uh, you know, I I learned this from uh, I learned this from uh, Eric Bischoff. You know, you don't. Uh, you know, if you want people to tune into your show, you don't t- you don't give away what's going to happen next week. They got to uh, they got to do research and look it up. But I tried to hit the mute button, but I, I couldn't get there in time. Um, 
Yeah, and no, no, I know. And I, I think that with, with Eric Bischoff's, uh, I mean, for 83 weeks, he was, you know, the king of, you know, the king of the road. And, you know, obviously with us, we're, you know, the kings of podcasting. So, um, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to do, if you want to give him a preview, great. If not, you know, let, let him, let him wait, let him, uh, let him, uh, you know, let him wonder. Well, you know, I, and I'm sure that, you know, our, our fans are, I mean, we get, we got a few minutes here. Uh, I'm sure our fan, our fans are, are tired of me saying this, but, uh, I mean, big swing, let's, let's just, uh, go back to this real quick. We won't spend too much time on it, but, uh, uh, think of what, what this was like when we first started compared we are compared to where we are now, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, remember remember when we first started, we used to uh, to to try and entertain that we were better than WWF. We used to make. Uh, remember, we used to do our own storylines. Remember. Well, that that was an idea that we thought we had because we thought we could write the show better than the current writers are writing the show and. I still believe, you know, I still firmly believe that. Um, I I think that you know, if we were to submit some of our plans to them, uh, obviously, you know, with this whole PC thing, I don't know if it's anything that they could that they could do right now because of you know um, uh, contractual handcuffs that they have. But but yeah, I definitely think that we could with with the current roster talents. If we had a draft and we got to general manage, uh, you know, a particular program that we could, we could write a more exhilarating storyline uh, than than anything that they've done in in recent years. I I I, I feel, yes. Well, uh, did you? Uh, uh, I don't know. Were either of you guys watching Raw tonight at all when we were on the show? I I didn't. I'm in a uh, in a different room. Um, I have. I, I had the, the Canadians I had hockey game on because that's what we have to cover after we go off the air. So I, I wasn't able to see it. Well, I, I, you know, it's not too much of a spoiler alert, but, uh, uh, Charlotte Flair had a, uh, they had a crutch match tonight. Okay. Uh, she was, uh, they were beating each other up with crutches. They were like doing like a lightsaber thing. Who, who did she, who did she face? Who, who's that goth chick they got now? Oh, that there's a couple of them. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Is that who it is? The guy with the black lipstick and the yeah Rhea hair. Ripley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She came out mocking Charlotte Flair with a crutch, and then mm. uh, uh, and then they. How was my uh, How was my girl How was my girl Alexa tonight? Uh, getting weirder. Oh wow! I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you what. I was going to mention this. You know, uh, you are, do you do any much with Instagram, basically? Um, for my company, yeah, I do some Instagram, yeah. Well, the reason I was going to ask if you go on Instagram and uh, you type in Alexa Bliss, did you know there's over 200 pages dedicated to Alexa Bliss? Um, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, if you I'm gonna have to check that out. List, yeah, but what? Yeah, but what's her I mean, actual personal Instagram page? That's the only one I really care about. Alexa Bliss WWE. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. You know. Actually, I'm gonna check it out. Two hundred pages. Wow. 
That's insane. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you know, you've looked this up. You know, you you've you've done the research on this. Yeah, as a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, you know, I know this is a a family friendly show, but uh, they have uh, her in uh, different revealing outfits from when she first started out. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. Wow. Uh, All right. Well, I'll definitely check it out. You know, I love me some Alexa. Yeah, but you know, I also want everybody to know that uh, you know, back to what I was saying, we have uh, we have more guests coming on. We have more stuff uh, in the horizon. Uh, you know, like I say, we're just picked up by Ken's FM, so uh, we're going to be starting to be featuring him in August. There, uh, I do need you to get me that. Uh, uh, send me the the MP3s of uh, all the stuff. Uh, so I yes, 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 yes. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I've been telling everybody, uh, we got a lot of uh, fans uh, buzzing about the live show that we're going to do next August, uh, and it's going to be awesome. Um, uh, Diana Rivers is going to make a personal appearance, and uh, we're going to work on doing a uh, possibly a live wrestling show here as well that uh, you and I would get to do live commentary on, on the radio for, you know? Oh, and nice. Okay. I mean, how many, uh, how long have you and I talked about uh, doing uh, commentary on the air, uh, doing a broadcast together? How long have you and I been talking about that? Oh, years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I also mentioned every, uh, you know, everybody's also looking forward to meet you uh, when you come to the, uh, be the DJ for my wedding and I, yep. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to let you know this right now, uh, just so you know. Uh, sure. Don't be surprised if you don't ask, if you don't get asked. So tell me something. What is it really like working with the icon? Uh, I know he's got an ego, but how overblown is it? You're going to get questions like that. I can guarantee it. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Uh, I'll answer them honestly. Oh, okay. I just got a. Uh, I just got a. Uh, they're in a. Uh, they're in a, a bad weather area. That's why he got disconnected. Oh, all right. All right. Well, we only have about two minutes left anyway, so we we can. If he wants to call next week, he can have the first however many minutes you know he missed or whatever. If you want to do it that way, or we can figure out something with him. Yeah, well, yeah, we're de- yeah, we'll definitely do that. But uh, everybody, uh, be make sure you check out our uh, our Facebook page uh, for uh, what's going on. Um, it's going to be awesome, uh, you know, for for drops and uh, all that stuff. And uh, it's it's going to be great. And uh, like I said, you know, we had his manager on one year ago. We had his manager on in August of 2020. So, and I booked him a year ago. So oh, wow. think about that. So when people say you you guys really don't have guests until 2022, yes, we do. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, awesome. And, and oh yeah, by the way, I will I will hint at this real quick. Uh, we are going to have uh, uh, in October or November. Uh, we're going to have a, a gal on with us. She managed uh, uh, on. on uh, uh, in the uh, mid nineties, uh, and she was married to him. Uh, he, he wasn't very well known. Uh, the guy, the guy that she managed his name was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, so he wasn't very well known. 
what we're going to talk to is uh, manager and ex-wife. Uh, so just so you guys know about that. And uh, okay. uh, Christy Kruger is going to make her return to our show. Uh, the real live vampirist uh, is coming back to the show to talk to us. So it's going to be great. Yeah, no, she was she was great. Um, and, and, you know, we love having repeat guests. And we love, you know, we love having all that. So, uh, yeah, we love all of our guests, all of our fans. And, yeah. So, anyways, we're going to uh, cut it here. For those of you who got to see it, great. For those of you who didn't see it, I'm not going to give you a spoiler, but uh, the hockey game went to overtime. Uh, do we have a new Stanley Cup champion, or do we have to wait a little longer? I guess you'll find out right after this. We'll see you guys next Monday. Same time, same place. Dead man walking. You've done it now.